Blazer fans, welcome to episode number 18 of the Blazer Victory Podcast. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and of course, I'm joined as always by my co-host, Steve Irvine. And for the first time in Conference USA history, we have a back-to-back-to-back division champion. Our UAB Blazers pulling out the victory in Houston, 21-16 to over the Rice Owls. Uh, Steve, buddy, I'm just... I'm still celebrating from yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was quite a day, wasn't it? I mean, it's quite a quite a week, heck, yeah. heck, quite a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it's been such a such a crazy time, and you know, for for um, you know, for them to be so shorthanded and guys that you know really hadn't played much of a role or any role in in some cases, um, to to do that on you know on that stage at that time, um. You know, it was it was it was quite a day. It was one of them that you'll remember for a long time, and it'll go down, um, you know, it'll go down in the lore of this program as you know one of the really one of the most special days, and and um, you know, special just to, you know to think that you're you know three straight years in this in this um, you know in this championship game, and and you didn't have a team five years ago. You didn't have one on the field. You know, I mean, right. he had a sh- shell of a team. And we're playing, you know, <laughs> playing scrimmage games over at the soccer field, and right. um, and you know, just trying to, to hold on to any sliver of hope you had, and um, and then now you're you're talking about preparing for your you know third straight championship game, and um, it's 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 yeah, it's uh, it's a Hollywood movie, man. <laughs> it is. That's what it is. It really is, man. And you know, we've always said that they're going to make a movie about UAB, and. I mean, after what we saw yesterday, I mean, they're definitely going to have to add that to the movie. Because when you're only dressing out 40-ish uh, scholarship players and you find a way to get a win, I mean, you know, back against the wall, haven't played in 42 days. Um, you know, a lot of people out, a lot of starters out due to contact tracing um, for COVID. And you find a way just to pull out the W. I mean, it just shows the depth of this team and just I'm just so happy for this coaching staff and for this team and to somehow pull out the W and you know we're going to the conference USA championship for the third year in a row I mean it's it's just crazy to think you know this is all happening yeah oh it's great yeah it's crazy and it's uh you know um but but it is it's reality too you know I mean it's yeah. it's uh it's just it's what you know Bill Clark has built this program around is you know just you know, I, I said on the air yesterday, and, and, and I mean this, is um, um, next man up is such a cliche. I mean, you know, you hear this, <laughs> next man up. But it's so true. I mean, it, you know, it's so true. Is is you, you can't sit there and worry about what's not there and what, you know, oh, woe is me and, man, man, we would be so much better if we had this guy, that guy. Um, right. It doesn't matter, you know. They, they, you know, team across the – across uh, the line of scrimmage from me, they don't care who's there or not there. No. You know? And and so um, you know, and, and the standings don't care who's there or not there. There's not an asterisk next to any of it. I mean right. you know, you might whine about playing your third string quarterback if if you're UTSA fans, but there's no <laughs> there's no asterisk to this thing, man. I mean right. you know, you, you've got to go out if it if if they say go out and kick it off, you gotta go out and kick it off and and that's what um that's what's what's amazing. And you know, I was thinking about this last night too, is the defensive effort in the second half. You think about this, they you know, they were they were underbanned, you know, they had some guys out, you know, their right. depth was an issue. And the first time they're on the field, there's a twelve minute drive yes. in the last twenty plays. 
Yes. And so you're thinking like, uh, you know, it's it's almost it's almost like those boxing matches or MMA matches you think where the guy punches himself out early, you yep. know, and you think like, man, what are they going to be in the fourth quarter after after you know having to face this? And they were stronger in the fourth, you know, they were strong stronger in the fourth, you know, in the second half than they were the first half. So that's just a will to win, man. I mean, you know, that's just you know those guys up front, you know, defensively just dominated the second half and. Yes. and you know, they had two guys missing, two, you know, right. two key guys missing. And, um, and, and yet they didn't, they didn't even flinch, man. They just, just kept playing and just dominated that second half. So just a lot of that kind of thing that was uh, pretty neat to see yesterday. It is. And I mean, that's just that championship mentality that Clark has instilled in everybody on this team. You know, even the, the walk-ons that played it yesterday. I mean, you saw they, they fought really hard and were able to help us get the win. But you definitely mentioned, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, especially in that second half, especially up front with those guys mm-hmm. up front. I mean, they just dominated the line of scrimmage, really. Really? I mean, the whole second half, really. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, yeah, from from really the first play of the second half. I mean, it was yeah. – and, and, you know, the thing was is you look at it and, you know, Chris Moles running around making play after play and – uh, Jordan Smith is, you know, making a lot of plays from then, you know, and Noah Wilder and, and and the DBs. That doesn't happen if the defensive line, if the interior guys are not doing their job because they're, exactly. you know, they're doing their job and letting those guys run free and make plays. And that, you know, that doesn't happen if they're, you know, if they're getting whipped. I mean, it just doesn't. And um, so, so that was what was neat to see. You know, neat to see that. And I tell you, I mean, speaking of that, Chris Mole is that cat can play now. I mean, he can, he, yeah. it, it, when you watch him play, yesterday was one of those days where you watch him play and you swear there's at least th- three number sixes out there. You're thinking like, wait, wait, this, this isn't legal, man. You're not supposed to have guys with the same number. He's never, <laughs> the guy was everywhere yesterday, and he clo- the way he closes on people, I mean, it's just uh, – he, he he's amazing. And I thought Jordan Smith, particularly late in the game, was the Jordan Smith that, you know, we've not, not really waiting to see because he hadn't had a bad year. But, you know, but, but he, he dominated, you know, um, uh, his guy and, and, and probably, you know, at least the whole fourth quarter and um, just, you know, was amazing. So there was a lot of guys that did that yesterday and, um, you know, just got to be happy to see it. Yes, you do. And, you know, I tweeted this out on, on the account on Twitter, which y'all can follow us at Blazer Pod early in the game, um, you know, when UAB was down six to nothing. Uh, going back to Rice's game against uh, North Texas, you know, they jumped out on North Texas 10 to nothing and then, you know, ended up losing that game 27 to 17. So I knew if UAB could just, uh, you know, just somehow survive that first early punch, um, and, and, and they did, and just holding them to those two field goals was huge. I, I mean, you know, you go back, Steve, what yeah. you just mentioned, that first drive, you know, UAB on offense goes three and out on their first possession, um, have a really good punt by Kyle Greenwell, and then Rice just marches 12 minutes down the field, and you're just thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, is this going to be what we're going to see for the whole game? Like, it just wasn't looking good. But somehow UAB holds them to a field goal, and then offense starts to get a little something going, but Mar- uh, Rice gets the ball again, and then they come down and get another field goal. And then just that next drive, Tyler Johnson, man, just so glad to see him back healthy and yeah. able to um, just get that drive going with that pass to Shropshire. And just, you know, good to see Stanley on the field and get that touchdown. And, you know, UAB uh, makes it seven to six. And, uh, you know, late in the first half, you know, of course, Rice answers and makes it uh, seven to 13 at the half. 
but really the second half it was just all UAB and yeah just really good to see that um just really good to see this team uh you know face adversity which you know we have all season you know just mentioned earlier we hadn't played in 42 days a little rusty come out a little bit rusty which you would expect missing a lot of guys as we mentioned earlier due being out due to positives and contact tracing but I'm just so proud of this team I mean man I just can't say it and I feel like I keep saying the same thing over and over but Steve I'm just so proud of this team so proud of this coaching staff just to somehow find a way to win which you know me and you both discussed before the game that we just felt that there was you know UAB was going to come out of Houston with this victory and we did mm-hmm. yeah I mean that's what that's what they've done for the last four years you know there's there's so many times where you you look at them and you count them out and uh you know I mean you could go just go down I mean starting in 17 obviously nobody you know heck they were 130th in the country going in and exactly you know then 18 there was there was games you know and every time every time they played mason fine they they started slowly because they you know you have to kind of get used to what they do and and would win a game in the second half kind of like they did yesterday and right um, you know and then last year you think uh you know well they're going to be way down because they lost you know 750 seniors or whatever they had on that 18 team and and um and then they you know, go to the championship game and then, you know, this year, you know, this, this year's got its own story. And, but right. the, bottom, the bottom line is, you know, with under this, under Bill Clark with this program, you just can't count them out of anything. That's not, that's not to say they're going to win every one and not going to say they're going to get what they want every time, but you can't count them out. Right. That's for sure. Now let's kind of look at some of the stats for this game. Um, again, UAB wins 21 to 16 over Rice. Uh, if you look at total yards, um, UAB outgained Rice. Uh, UAB had 354 total yards to Rice's 254. Uh, 217 through the air, which is huge. You know, as I just mentioned, it was great to see Tyler Johnston back. Tyler Johnston's stats, he ends up going, uh, throwing 9 of 18 for 217 yards and two touchdowns. But it was just so good to see him back healthy. And he definitely hit him for that deep ball a couple of times. And the Rice secondary, which they were missing a couple guys on there, but that secondary just looked confused and just really confused the whole game, especially hitting them on that deep ball. Um, Cause you know, you look at Rice's defense, they, you know, we were killing them with that zone read uh, with the zone read run plays. And then all of a sudden we would just pump fake out of that and hit them deep. And, you know, it, it was officially announced before the game that, you know, Austin Watkins has opted out of the mm-hmm. uh, rest of the season. Um, but I'm just so, you know, proud of our wide receivers. You know, Myron Mitchell had that 63-yard touchdown reception from Tyler Johnson. Um, but how about Rudolph getting that touchdown, a 42-yard yeah. catch, man, a walk-on? I mean, just great to see that. Yeah, I mean, and uh, and and the great thing for him, what a week for him. I mean, he was he yep. was told earlier in the week that uh, that he was getting a scholarship, um, so he's going to be a scholarship guy now. It probably Good. won't it won't kick in till obviously next semester, but. Um, but he's, you know, he's a scholarship guy now, but he was told that early in the week and then he goes out and, you know, and the great thing about him was, you know, I had a couple people tell me Friday night the, about, you know, hey, watch for Samari Rudolph. He's, man, he's had a great week of practice. He's, he catches everything. The guy's incredible. Yada, you know, and, and, and um, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm thinking, all right. And then he gets his first chance. He, he gets out and he drops his first pass, oh, you know, yes. that would have been a long uh. game. Which, you know, it was a drop. He should have made it. Should have made a catch, no doubt. I mean, you know, but he was running. It was a bad pass, is what it came down to. He was running a go route on the outside, 
and Tyler threw the ball inside. This ball just got away from him, threw the ball inside. He adjusted mm-hmm. He adjusted on to, to come and, and came a long way to get to it. It wasn't an easy catch. I mean, even though he's got to make it, it's right in his hands, and it looks like an easy catch, but it was a, it was kind of a busted play, really. But, uh, but, you know, he gets that chance, and he misses it. You think, like, I mean, this, you know – Skid, you know, he's waited forever and, you know, two years now and, and, and he gets his chance and he blows it. You know, I mean, that's what you think in your mind. And then that gum if that, I mean, that was a sensational catch. I mean, it, it was, was uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it was in traffic. And, and the thing was, as good as a catch it was, it was as, as equally as good as a throw. He put that in a spot that oh, yep. only he could get. To, and that was great coverage. Now, he put it in against great coverage in a spot that really only he could get to. And the guy made, and you know, the kid made a great play, you know, and, and, um, and that's the winning points right there. So for him to have that, um, that's huge. And I think, you know, I think in the future, this, he's going to play a big, big role in this offense. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's not big obviously, but he's, he's fast and he's quick. And, you know, he could, he could be that guy that plays the role of like a, um, you know, like a Jalen Darden or, or a, um, you know, Zach Dobson did for Middle Tennessee, where you you uh, you use him with some some you know jet sweep stuff, and you know just uh, use him with a lot of different things. So in the future, he could he could play a big role on this team. Uh, but um, you just didn't know that he was going to do that yesterday. But you know that, that and again, that's what it took. It took, it took guys like Samara Rudolph yep. to just go in there and 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 play like a starter. And and honestly, you know. I, talked about this some during the game and thought about it. Well, I didn't talk it on air because I didn't want to bring it up, but they miss Austin Watkins now. I mean, it, it, yeah. it um, he played such a huge role in opening everybody else up, you know, not only himself, but open You know, they had to pay so much attention to him and they, you don't, you know, I don't know that Myron Mitchell can do the same thing. Myron Mitchell's sensational and, and, but I'm not sure he can command the same attention that Austin Watkins does, uh, did, uh, so, you know, I thought about that, but you know, Hey, with these guys stepping up, Rob you know, made, you know, his, his long ball, you just mentioned him was big, you know, he's, he's, he's really gotten better as the season's gone along and, you know, Myron Mitchell is going to be Myron Mitchell. He's going to make plays. And now with Samara Rudolph, Ryan Davis missed, um, you know, missed Saturday. Um, yeah. he was among the group and, um, and so I think he's really come on and, um, you know, I think he, you know, he's going to play a, a big role in the next two two games and the championship game and the bowl game. So, they've got, you know, they've got some sneaky numbers there, but you know, they still they're going they're going to miss Austin, Austin Watkins. It's just, you know, I mean, he's one of the best playmakers in the conference, and you, you know, you're going to miss a guy like that. But you know, I thought they did a good job of stepping up. Right, and yeah, and I do want to say this before we move on into discussing the game further. I. You know, I'm, I'm, I know Coach uh, Clark during his press conference, you know, he said, he, you know, he, he understood why Watkins did it, but he was disappointed. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're disappointed. And like you said, we're going to miss him. But we definitely wish, uh, you know, Austin Watkins the best moving forward. And, you know, I know he'll be playing on Sunday somewhere. Yeah. And, and I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with Coach on that. I mean, sure, you're disappointed and, and, and a, a piece of you, a sliver of you doesn't understand it, you know, because yep. a sliver of you will say, hey, you're, you know, you're quitting on your teammates. But, you know, once you stop and think about it, I mean, you've got to do, he's got to do what's best for himself and his, and his family going, moving forward. And right. I, I can understand where he's coming from. You know, I hate it, but, yeah. um, but I can understand where he's coming from. And he was, 
you know, he was always, you know, he was always did what they asked. He was always a good teammate. He always, you know, he certainly did it on the field. So you can't, you know, you, you can't put yourself in somebody else's shoes and go, Hey, you're wrong. I mean, cause you don't know what's going on behind the scene. You don't know why he made that decision. So, I, I mean, I, I'm happy for him, but, uh, you know, I, I do, there is a sliver of you going, you know, why'd you do it? You know, but, but, but that's just a small sliver and, Hey, you got to move forward. And that, you know, that's part of it. I mean, it's, you know, whether it's injuries or yeah. COVID or, or opting out or whatever it, it is, you know, it is what it is. So you just, you, you move forward and, He's going to have a nice future, and, and um, I look forward to watching that future. Yes, for sure. And also, I'm just now realizing that Rudolph is actually a freshman. So, yeah, you know, yeah. it's going to be really good to see his progression, you know, you know, playing uh, against Marshall, this championship game, but also just going forward uh, these next few years to see his uh, how he, you know, just continues to develop into what, you know, what you just said. He could be a very lethal wide receiver uh, for this team. And, He'll, you know, be expected to be one of those uh, good wide receivers. So definitely uh, interested to see how the rest of this year pans out um, for him and for future years. Uh, but also while we're talking about reception, Steve, I, I think a lot of people missed. But one of the biggest plays in the game yesterday, I thought, was uh, Stanley catching that screen. Like what a hell of a yeah. play call by Bronton Vincent. I yeah, mean, that, it was. You know, what was it, like third and long and you end up getting a 20 yeah. yard? Man. I think it was third and nine, I believe, on the play. And, and yeah, I mean, it was just – and the, the the great thing about it, I thought, was it was so well executed by everybody. I mean, yes. you know, they, they sold it well, uh, had to be patient on the pass, and, you know, kind of – that's a tough pass. People, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a shorter pass, and honestly, the shorter passes are what Tyler Johnson struggles with. Right. But, you know, you have to put that ball over, you know, over a couple guys, get but but still get it there in, 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 in a relative hurry. And, um, and, you know, you got to make some blocks out front. I mean, that's a tough play to execute, but it was a great play call, great play by, you know, all the guys, you know, and, and, you know, that's what Stanley does that well. I, I think that, I think that's a mistake that they don't do that type of stuff more with Stanley. Uh, I mean, cause the one thing, cause you know, when he's at best is when he gets an open field and kind of a, a, some steam under him. And so you swing a ball to him there and, and you get out there and he's, he's a tough guy to tackle out there and, um, you, you know, uh, that was a, that was big, you know, uh, that, that, that was <laughs> real big. And, and yeah. cause that was one of those plays that kind of got him going to, I mean, the Swapshire thing, you know, pass got him going, obviously. And, but you know, um, that, you know, those are big, I mean, those are big plays that you sort of lose sight. Of, like you say, I mean, sort of lose, you know, I almost lose sight of them sometimes, but you know, I was happy for Lucius. I mean, he didn't get the carries that I thought he might come in the game, but, um, you know, they, they were determined and I understand to, to spread it out. And, right. um, you know, I tell you what I love though. I, you know, as, as much as those three guys, you know, Jermaine Brown and Wooden, Larry Wooden and Lucy Stanley, you know, stepped up, you know, I mean, you're talking about combined about 90, almost a hundred yards rushing on 27 carries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's big yardage there, but the, the running plays that Tyler Johnson made in the fourth quarter, Yes. Um, to, to me, it's, you know, we're, we're just huge, you know, I mean, you talk about his long balls and that's kind of what, um, you know, that's kind of what you're going to pay attention to, but some of the runs he made to move the chains in the fourth quarter that, you know, the quarterback draw there, I mean, just, just gutsy, you know, this guy's been, you know, beat up coming in the season, um, you know, after fall camp and, and then, you know, got hurt and missed games and, um, just, 
you know, just makes plays, man, and, and just finds a way to to get first downs and move the chains. And it's, it's not necessarily pretty, but, uh, right. you know, who cares? You know, but, uh, you know, I thought, I thought the running ball, I mean, when they run for 137 yards and you're missing those two guys um, against a defense that plays well against the run. And, uh, you know, when you do that, that's, that's pretty impressive. And, you know, I'll, Steve, you know, I've been critical of, uh, I mean, I guess we all have, but I, I, me in particular, you know, I've been critical of Tyler Johnston in some spots, you know, but man, I, I believe you tweeted this out uh, last night, but mm-hmm. you know, you can say whatever you want about Tyler Johnston. You know, we do remember some of those bad games, the Western Kentucky, the Tennessee game, et cetera, et cetera, where he unfortunately turned the ball over a couple of times, but the guy just, he finds a way to win. And that's, you know, what he did today, you know, making those long throws, making those running plays, uh, getting the first down, getting the touchdown. I mean, the guy just finds a way to win. He's always been a winner. And, you know, yesterday, zero turnovers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and that was huge. I mean, you're talking about a team that, that picked off five passes against Marshall. and Exactly. A, a team that came in with the confidence of, of, of a team that just picked off five passes. And really, he only had one yesterday that was almost picked. He made a bad decision early in the game. Um, almost got picked off. Other than that, you know. Um, you know, and, and Hey, yes, a lot of, you know, people are critical of him sometimes and yes, he's probably, he's not probably, he's thrown too many interceptions, but at times, but when, when he throws an interception, it's out of a competitive nature. Yeah. You know, I mean that, that, that's to, to me, that's what, you know, sometimes you lose sight of, you just think it's a stupid play. Well, no, it's, you know, sometimes it's just, it's being competitive and thinking like, I can, I, I believe I can do this. I'm, I'm going to do this. I've got to do this. And, you know, maybe makes a little mis- mistake there, but it's out, of, it's out of competitiveness, you know, being a competitor, not out of, you know, just being, you know, making just pure bad decisions. Uh, but when it comes down to it, you know, uh, I mean, this is a guy who, in you know, in high school, you know, never lost a game. And in the state championship game, basically they just said, to win a game, you're going to carry the ball. And I think he carried the ball like the last 15 to 17 plays of the game. Wow. And just, you know, that's basically just just time after time. Just And they knew he was going to carry it. And they knew, you know. So he just wasn't going to do whatever it is to, to, to win the game. And, and, you know, especially in big games. And, you know, yeah, he's going to make mistakes. But, you know, who doesn't, you know? Exactly. I mean, his mistakes are magnified. You know, uh, if um, – you know, other positions aren't quite as magnified when they make mistakes, even big mistakes. But, um, you know, I, 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 I'll take him in a big game, no, no doubt. Yes. yes, for sure. Well, um, you know, like I said, UAB ends up putting up 21 points in the game, um, gets, you know, over 300 yards, uh, total yards, 354 to be exact. Um, so, yeah, we can make improvements on offense and they will, you know, especially when we get more guys out, uh, more guys back, sorry, for the Marshall game coming up this Friday night. But overall, um, good job on offense, especially uh, in the second half of getting uh, those, you know, critical 14 points um, and helping us get the victory. But let's talk a little bit about defense. We already have um, to a little bit, but I do just want to highlight, you know, as you mentioned earlier, Jordan Smith, uh, seven tackles, uh, uh, he had two, three sacks, I think. Uh, two, two and a half, yeah, yeah. Two and so half, he, okay. he was he was in on three, yeah, yeah, yeah. And two Chris and Mole time. too. You know, both of those guys just had a heck of a day. Uh, Grayson Cash, yeah, I forgot. You know, he played yeah. he played a really good game. You know, with you know with having Will Bowler out, I mean, I, I feel like yeah. he stepped in and did a really good job. 
Yeah, I mean, he had seven tackles, had that big interception at the end. You know, obviously right. the Clinton interception. I thought Tyler Tyler Taylor, you know, because what they did was they moved um, – for, for a lot of the game, they moved um, – uh, Chris Mole out to the back out to the star position because they're missing Dijon Turner, right. and uh, and Tyler Taylor started at the inside and played you know almost every snap at the inside, and you know he ended up with seven tackles and two tackles for loss. Damon Miller six tackles, two yes. tackles for loss. Wilder Tyree Turner I thought really had a nice game. He had four tackles and a sack, and um, you know I thought a big key of the game was. Um, and a lot of this came in the second half was, you know, they ended up with 12 tackles for loss and, and five sacks. Wow. Um, and so that to me, that was, was huge. And a lot of that came in, you know, came in the second half. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, up front in the second half, those interior guys just dominated. I mean, they just, the line of scrimmage did not move. Right. Moultrie fair. Great. Great job. Um, Tyree Turner. Yes. Tylen Jones, who's a kid that hadn't played a whole lot, but he came in and, and, and played a lot for him. Macario Stanley. You know, everybody got Kevin Penn got in there a little bit. Yeah. I think maybe for the first time for, you know, certainly the first time in, the, in a competitive game, you know, when it was, you know, not in my, not in mop up time. And, you know, I thought they just, um, that second half, they just, they were, they just were a wall. <laughs> I mean, they yes. just, you couldn't move them. And, and that was huge because that allows the guys to run around and make plays. And, and that is, that's important. You know, that's, it's, it's lost sometimes. It's not lost to the coaching staff, but I mean, it's lost if you're sitting in the stands or a press box, Right. but, um, but just, you know, to do that, you know, go out and do that. And I, you know, and I thought, I mean, you just, you go down the list. I thought Jalen Rayham made some plays, you know, and, uh, you know, in the absence of Alex Wright and Kelly Sanders, yeah. Um, Nikki Eason made some plays. Kyle Harrell, who who basically, had, you know, I think they had moved him to safety or kind of moved him around. He uh, he made some huge plays in the second half on rushing on the edge. Um, and, you know, a couple times he was rushing on the edge. Uh, a couple of, of Jordan Smith's sacks were because the um, quarterback, whether it be Wiley Green or Giovanni Johnson, couldn't go the other way because Kyle Harrell was there and then he turned and, and there's Jordan Smith. So, you know, I thought he, I thought he had a huge role, um, you know, and, and, you know, some of these guys you're talking about, you know, Devondrick Bynum had a huge pass breakup on the last, um, in the last series there. Um, you know, and some of these guys you're talking about really hadn't played a lot or hadn't had a huge role, uh, you know, but, uh, or have been hurt, you know, Grayson Cash is, had a tough year and yeah you know so it's just it was a team it was a team it had to be a team effort because they didn't have a whole lot of people there so they had to be everybody had to contribute exactly um and you know and the team overall hadn't played in over 40 days so it's just impressive too on, on that aspect but right. just a great job um, on defense especially in the second half only allowing three points total in the second half uh for the defense and I mean, overall, you know, as I mentioned earlier, only gave up 250 total yards, um, only 66 on the ground. I mean, you talk about, you know, a team like Rice that wants to try to pound it and mm-hmm. run the ball and UAB just shut them down up front the whole game, really. Um, so the, I will say, Steve, there is one thing that they, we do need to work on if we're going to have a chance at beating Marshall this Friday night. And that's again on penalties. You know, UAB had nine yeah. penalties for 81 yards. Um, a couple of those. Were and I mean I wouldn't say questionable, but yeah, I mean, but you can't you can't use that. I mean, yeah, it, you know, it's just you can't you can't put yourself in those positions. But you know, you look at too though, 
six of them for 65 yards came in the first half. Right. So they cleaned it so up. So the they cleaned half. up in the second half, and you look what happened. So that's a good, yeah. you know, that's that's a good teaching point on what, you know, um, where you, what you, you got to be better. You got to be better than that. And I, and I, honestly, I thought most of them yesterday were, were good calls. I, you know, I didn't see the one that, the one I questioned, um, was the holding call on Tree Hearn on, oh. on, on the last drive of the second half. Now I never saw it on a replay, so I don't know if he held or not. But, but the one thing, I mean, Rice was holding all day, and everybody yeah. is. So was UAB. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, both yeah, right. teams. Are, but you you don't call a single first half holding penalty on Rice. Right. But you call that one in a key situation. I, I had a little problem with that. Though I didn't see the play. He might he might attack with him as far as I know. I because I we didn't get a lot of replays yesterday. So I, so. It might have been a good call on that, but but you know I'm thinking that you know it's got to it's got to kind of be both ways there. And there was and honestly there was a couple key um, holding calls against Rice in the second half. So um, yeah. you know uh, so a lot of times it well, I don't know if it evens out, uh, but you know but it is what it is. But they've got to clean it up. They can't put themselves in positions where they uh, where they have that happen. I mean they just they just they just can't. I mean not to win this game. No, yeah, for sure. Um, and the defense ends up holding uh, Rice to just converting five of 19 third down opportunities. So another good job on third down defense for UAB again. Um, but, hey, we're going back to the Conference USA Championship for the third straight year in a row. We're excited. Guys, uh, we'll be back. Um, probably expect our preview in a couple of days uh, for that game. Conference USA is supposed to come out with an official announcement this afternoon about uh, where the game is going to be played and more information, you know, as we're – Recording, we're still expecting this game to be in Huntington, West Virginia, um, Friday night at 6 on CBS Sports Network. But, of course, you can listen to David Crane, Steve Irvine, and Trey Raglan on Jocks 94.5 FM. But we will be back uh, to help preview that game. Very quickly, Steve, before we get out, I want to give a shout-out to Andy Kennedy and company on getting the W over on the road at East Tennessee State and improving to 6-0 and for the first time in program history. Yeah, I, I think that was a, probably their biggest win. Well, definitely their, against their toughest opponent of the year. But yeah. you know, it was it was the first time they really faced adversity. You know, didn't didn't um, you know not that they didn't play well, but they were just you know on the road. Um, you know, it's close game, uh, and and really found a way to win. You know, Jalen Benjamin, yes. I thought bounced back. He didn't play well the game before. Yeah. Uh, not, you know, very well the game before, and then he bounced back and you know had a huge three at the end of the game and, and had played well the whole time. Ertl, you know, yeah. uh, uh, was their leading scorer. So, right. um, you know, it's just, um, it was good to see, you know, good to see that they, you know, that they can take a punch in the mouth a little bit and, and still, you know, still win a game. So six and oh, let's keep that, keep that train rolling. Yes, let's go. And I'll have to go back and rewatch that game. I was able to watch uh, bits and pieces of it during it, but, to be honest, I was still celebrating the big football victory, so I, yeah. I was kind of keeping tabs on it, but I'm definitely going to go back and rewatch that game tonight uh, for sure. But good for Andy Kennedy and the basketball program. I'm getting to 6-0. and And just, I mean, it was really a perfect day for UAB Athletics yesterday. Um, so we just hope we keep that train going. And we will be back on the Blazer Victory podcast to preview the big game, Conference USA Championship game against Marshall. Um, so definitely make sure you're subscribed, whether it be on Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, wherever your favorite streaming platform to make sure that you get that when we drop it. Um, but thanks again, everybody, for listening. Uh, go Blazers. We're still stoked. We're happy. 
um, we'll celebrate today, but you know, starting tomorrow, we'll all attention will start to shift uh, to Marshall and the Thundering Herd. And yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter at BlazerPod. Um, but on that note, go Blazers, and we'll see you guys next episode.